It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversations. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Call it whatever you like. All I, All I know is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing. It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello, welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday. I'm Renee Main. And today on the show, we are having such an amazing woman and she's someone who you just, you know, she's just got this presence, this absolute strength and beauty, but it's absolutely effortless. And what I'm really admiring about her work at the moment is she understands the power of circle work and how we can create that and implement that into our own service. And it's something that I greatly admire about her because from the moment you meet her and and you see everything that she does, you'll notice that there's who she is on stage is who she is off stage and she carries this air of humility that as you know those of you who know I think is one of the most sexiest attributes that we can have on the planet so Mitley is here now and I'm going to bring her in <laughs> hello hello how are you I'm really good I was just listening to your um description and getting a little bit nervous <laughs> When I was writing your, hey Anne, when I was writing um, your, I'll say bio, but your intro, you know, and I was like, this is like the most left of centre thing I've ever written. (laughs) I absolutely loved it. When I read it, I was like, I'm I'm stealing that. (laughs) You need to be my copywriter. It's awesome. Um, Ricky J messaged me after she read it and she's like that's how I see you like this wild horse that can't be tamed (laughs) okay (laughs) even most of them were going oh gosh should I say that I don't mean that she looks like a horse but she's just got the presence of the you know (laughs) I had all these and I was just like just let it go let it go no it was gorgeous and you know it's so powerful to uh, have that, to see how somebody else sees you and sees your work. And it really inspired me to do more with my podcast because I tend to do what I now consider a little bit lazy, which is simply to ask for their bio and ask how they would like to be introduced and honor that. But, but what you have done is, is far more powerful. And I'm, I mean, I'm deeply grateful to have read it and received it. Hello, beautiful Ricky. <laughs> hey, Jay. And that's, and I agree. And that's something that, I mean, cause I get bored reading the, the, like the bios out, you know, <laughs> especially, if, you know, if you, if you're talking to people like yourself, you know, who were popping up everywhere and everyone's kind of hearing this same intro, but in that, you know what I love about it as well. And I'm just really beginning to see the power of it is it's in the witnessing. You know, and I think that's the power that it has. And, you know, by me doing this, I feel like you get to see and everybody else gets to see what we see because sometimes we don't always see that, right? Totally. And it's so interesting. And the word that you use, I love, because that is, that's what happens in circle. 
we get yeah. to witness one another and and part of the training when i train women we do quite a lot of that reflecting back what we see what we hear what we've witnessed of how they have shown up and what they have shared over the training and it does it brings women to tears because what somebody else sees in you you it may it's often completely new or it's a completely different perspective or a new lens and it's totally different to validation it just allows you to see something different and in a different way so yes super powerful yeah absolutely and that's and i love what you said there is that it's absolutely not about validation is it you know it's no. it's not that it's just because it only really works if the person can be absolutely present and congruent and showing up as they are in that moment right if we're going to witness them it can only happen if they're actually allowing themselves to be seen for who they are you know so yes with validation yes. is for me it's more about you know i'm just going to put this thing out there and can you give me some sort of affirmation confirmation validation that you like what you see you know, so, yeah. yeah, I love that. And definitely, me too. And that, that, you know, that journey and your invitation for today, I see that very much as a reflection of how far I have come in being able to be all of me, to stop hiding the sarcasm, the irreverence, the, the you know, the stupid jokes, <laughs> the, you know, making a fool of myself because I'm socially awkward and just really embrace <laughs> all of that, you know, turning up to my circles in jeans and not trying to yeah. pretend, you know, and it, it's, often it's not conscious, but there's an element that's still hiding or you're trying to fit in or, you know, you have an idea of how you should be doing something. And that journey since, you know, completing my studies with the Institute and, you know, that has just fallen away more and more. And, you know, then I get these beautiful opportunities because I am showing up just as me and, and willing to take that risk to be seen, which is what I ask of women when they come to circle. So, you know, your service is your medicine. <laughs> and it's doing that journey. Ask yeah. about your circle work, Mitley, is it's such a it's it's niche right you know it's so niche and i'm really curious about how you discovered your love for it because it's kind of a bit random right like it's it's beautiful and important and fantastic but you go i can't imagine when you were five or six years old going i want to teach people how to do circle work you know <laughs> No, no. I mean, I am a bit random, so I guess it suits me quite well. I think it's been a really, I've been reflecting on this a lot because it has obviously come to fruition in the last few years. I found myself in a town, pregnant. I didn't know very many people. And I sat in my first circle in our local red tent. And that was a beautiful experience, a really connected experience. And it was the first experience of that type that I had had of that being seen and heard and accepted without being given advice, without being told what to do, without being given approval. And my background was as a lawyer. So I'm very used to giving people advice yeah. and being in a world where you'll look to, to know answers. And suddenly yeah. I was in this space where I could just be, and I'd never really understood what holding space meant until that experience. Yeah. But I went off and carried on and, Six months after having my beautiful little boy, we opened a business. My partner and I opened a business together. Yeah. And huh, that was an initiation of, you know, <laughs> mega proportions. We became parents. We became business partners. We had no other income. So we were completely self-reliant. And it pushed us, stretched us, challenged us. Yeah. And I just had one of those classic, you know, moments on the bathroom floor where you just think... What have I done? <laughs> um, and I remember, I just remember remembering, I remember remembering that red tent circle experience and the connection because I'd let a lot of my friendships slip just because I was so busy. I was, you know, I had a six month old baby. I had a new business um, and I really didn't know what I was doing in anything. <laughs> and I just, yeah, there was something that was like, and I get this, you know, when I'm called to something, it was like, it's like 
circles you, you need to call circles and of course being the person that I am I didn't um I didn't even really look to go and find a circle I just started one <laughs> and so I just put it out there and like emptied our cafe one Sunday put rugs on the floor invited a group of women I charged to cover my costs and it was incredible it was just yeah. everything that I knew I had been seeking yeah. and that yeah to be held to be seen to be witnessed and I you know, when I look back, I honestly believe it was a, a deep calling within that it was something I've done through lifetimes because I just instinctively knew how to do it. And I think most women do. I think the circle itself, it really resonates with women. It, it's within us. It's, it's genetically encoded into how we can communicate and hold space for one another. And even then, like I didn't, I never kind of saw it as something I was going to do full time. It was something that I offered and enjoyed. And yeah. I went on this, you know, beautiful journey of training as an intuitive guide. Yeah. And then it just got stronger and stronger and circles just took over my, my work and everything I was doing. And when I said, would anyone like to know how to do this? I was inundated <laughs> with, yeah. with yes, please and requests. Oh. And so it's just grown from there. And it's grown and grown. <laughs> so I want to ask you, so how, what is the difference between, why is circle work so powerful? Why is it so powerful? I think it's so powerful for many reasons. I think a particular part of that is that the, the, the symbolic a nature of the circle itself. I think when women come into circle, there's a sense of coming home before you've even done anything. And yeah. although there's often ritual and ceremony and incredible aspects of circle, for me, the power is in sitting with other women within mm -hmm. that non-hierarchical space so that you mm -hmm. all see each other. You can all yeah. see above, you can all see below, your energies mm -hmm. all cross through that center point, whatever your beliefs, that is happening, your energies are crossing. And for me, powerful circles are well facilitated. So there are guidelines, there's scaffolding, and there's this place where you are safe to be seen and heard, just as you are in that moment. And being able to lean into that, and even if your first circle, you only share your name, you only speak your name into the center, that of itself, will show you the power of your voice. And as you hear other women share, and the circles that I, that I facilitate, that I hold are sharing circles. Sharing is a big part. Mm -hmm. And every time I witness this, what I witness when women share a part of their story, just a part for whatever's happening for them at the moment, they feel heard, they feel seen, and the non-judgment that whatever is true for her in that moment we accept, we don't question it. We don't have an agenda around whether it's right or wrong or good or bad. It just is. Yeah. And as you go round that circle and everybody has that opportunity and that experience and as they come to more and get more courageous, you realize the truth of all is one. You see yourself mirrored back mm -hmm. and as you reflect out and it's just this synergy of that giving and receiving, mm -hmm. but there's nothing to do. You don't have to change. You don't have to do something. You don't have to approve of somebody else. Yeah. You will also have moments where you're triggered and you're uncomfortable and somebody says something you think, oh, I don't like that. And you yeah. sit, and you know, I use the phrase, I invite you to sit in your own discomfort because yeah. that's about you. <laughs> and yeah. so we learn to do that. We learn yeah. to share and then we learn to go inwards to go, okay, what, what is that doing? What is that triggering? What is the memory? What is the event that that is bringing up for me? Because it isn't to do with her. And I yes. think I often call circles a practice ground because we get to do this in a safe space. And that ripples out as we go out into the world in our relationships, our families, our institutions, our businesses, because we learn how to be in relationship. And that, that to me is, there's, a, yeah, there's so much, but that is a big part. <laughs> Sorry, that was a long answer. No, that's all right. That's good. I want to um want to ask you about what would be the difference between, you know, like a let's say a gathering, like a workshop space, 
or you know what is the difference between okay come into like let's unite in circle or let's just hey let's get together and let's just hang out and and chat what's the difference okay so i have quite um, this is my opinion and it's quite a strong yeah. one of mine yeah. so there are differences in terms of gathering in circle, which, which um, differentiate for me from things of just gathering together, which can still be powerful and fun and enjoyable, um, is intention. So the holder, the facilitator has that intention to create a safe and sacred space. There are guidelines. There is um, an intention to allow that sharing. There is an intention for things to be kept confidential. Uh, and there is an energetic intention to contain that space and for women to be able to experience that. There are also elements of ritual and ceremony, but for me, that always comes back to intention, not the, the specific ritual isn't so important as the intention behind it. And I think also when I talk about workshops and circles and the difference for me yeah. is women quite often will say to me, I ask, why would you like to start circles? And women will often say to share my wisdom. And I, you know, I love, that's a beautiful answer. But what I ask them to do is go deeper than that. Because yeah. sometimes sharing our wisdom, that is a workshop in, for me, in a yeah. circle, there's no hierarchy. So mm. you do want a circle holder. You need a space holder. Um, you, for a really, truly effective circle, having someone who can, um, I say, this is my opinion, is a good facilitator <laughs> so that they can guide the circle, that they can tr you know, transition you through the different practices and elements of the circle, that they can keep to the time frame so that you all get to go home when you agree to go home and yeah. those elements. But for me, the circle, the intention isn't so much about one person imparting or teaching. It's not about their knowledge and them teaching. Their role is to hold that space, but it's always a proactively co-created space. Each mm -hmm. of us learns, each of us teaches, each of us holds space, each of us is held. Mm -hmm. And a workshop, and I work with several women at the moment who are holding incredible workshops. I use the term sacred event because I mm -hmm. think you can bring intention and you can bring ritual and you can bring guidelines to workshops. Yeah. But if you are teaching, if that is your main intention, then I think it's a different experience. And, you know, there's overlap here. I think you can, you know, it's not so clear cut that absolutely that is not a circle. You can yes. definitely bring circle elements. But if you are holding a circle, I always just invite women to think really clearly about what the purpose is, what is their intention. And perhaps it is a workshop or a training. I hold my circle holder training as a yeah. circle. Yeah. But it is a training because I am yeah. also imparting my knowledge, my experience, and I yeah. want them to learn from that. Whereas when I yeah. hold a circle, I'm not doing that. I am the channel, I'm the space holder, and yes. that's my role. And I'm a damn good facilitator. But that's my role. <laughs> and I co-create that experience with intention. So I hope that answered. I think, you know, there's overlap, yeah. but for me, they are different and distinct. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, that's really great advice for anybody who's thinking about, you know, who's thinking about and feeling to get, getting drawn to do more circle work um, is to ask themselves what the intention is. And I'm curious then to know that overlap that you're talking about when you go, okay, you can teach in circle, but you are sharing your wisdom um, and it's mm -hmm. that gap in between. I'm curious to know then what is important that, like I feel like there's a part of that, that it is really different. Um, I'm trying to kind of listen in to feel what that is, what the question actually is. I feel like that there's a real understanding in that where something that we have to honor and know in that space if we are to cross over does that make sense yeah yes i think in terms of that honoring there definitely is a crossover and i you know we've talked yeah. about the intention so i what i can mm. do is share from my personal experience in mm. when i hold my trainings which i call a training but we still yeah. honor the tradition i guess or the art of circle holding 
so that yeah. we still physically sit in a circle. So we still have that symbol, mm -hmm. symbol of the circle. Um, yeah. And I think circles can be used in so many different ways. And it would be a wonderful way for our institutions to be run. <laughs> a wonderful way yeah. for our politics to be run. Because yeah. you can still bring in that element of listening, deep, yeah. active listening without mm. agenda. So not waiting to respond. Um, you can still bring in those elements of shared leadership. So in my training, you know, we're learning to be circle holders. So the women all take an active part in facilitating and in holding space. And they bring their modalities, their gifts, their quirks, their elements to each of our training sessions. And that gap, I think, is what you were, you were mentioning. And, yeah. you know, it is. It, it, it's, it's gray. But I think mm. most of us do know if we're intending to teach, you know, in any teaching situation, you're the teacher and the student. Whereas in a circle situation, that non-hierarchical structure is really important. So you're sharing, for me, it's more about the personal sharing than imparting wisdom or knowledge per se. Although within that context, you each learn from one another. But I think you're exploring mm. that deeper part of you. Mm. does that help yeah absolutely it is it is because you know we're seeing so many people move into this space and it is something that is becoming I think you know I think we're ready for it you know and I think that women are really craving that time and that unison and connection that it um that the circles create um I want to ask you in that is is there something that you can get totally wrong in doing circle work <laughs> i love that question that's an awesome question <sighs> can you get something totally wrong um i i you know i'm gonna repeat the word again intention i guess in terms of getting it totally wrong would would yeah just be to have a, your own agenda that it's all about you mm. <laughs> that you're not interested mm. in what the other women have brought that you bring in those elements of judgment <laughs> giving advice yeah. um yeah. telling other women what to do as they share jumping yeah. in and saying well you should and have you thought about mm. um i guess for me that would be if i went to a circle like that i would be probably very judgmental you have got that totally wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> And yeah. when I talk about that difference, one of the examples I often give is, especially in the online space with circles, because I'm a, a real advocate for online circles. I think they can be very powerful. I don't think they're better or worse. They're, they're mutually, yeah. you know, ex they're not mutually exclusive. You can do both. But coaching calls, a coaching call is not a circle. I'm very clear about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah, different, yeah. it's a different energy. You are coming yeah. together to be coached, to receive advice, to ask for judgment on whatever it is, your plan, your life, your diet, whatever that is. And you're inviting yeah. a very different relationship. So I think if you, when you bring those elements into a circle where everyone's telling each other what to do, um, then we've gone, we've gone awry somewhere. Mm. <laughs> it's not quite flowing. Yeah. It's not working. <laughs> we need to pull back and, and rethink what, what we're doing here. Yeah. Can you do both together? So like it say like both together as a part of something, but say like, you know, okay, right, let's do some coaching and then do some circle work at the same time. Not, not well, you know, like in the same space. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. What an awesome question. Cause I didn't touch on that. Thank you. Yes. So whether it's online or in person, what I have often mentored women through is how to start with a circle. So you start with an opening circle. Mm. So there's ritual, there's some ceremony, there's intention setting, there's sharing, and then you close that circle and you move in mm. to the, you know, perhaps the main event. So whether that's an in-person workshop or a coaching call, and you can also, I have yoga, uh, several yoga teachers I'm working with who are bringing circle in at the beginning. They close mm. it, they do their yoga class, and then yeah. they um, have a closing circle to share. So yeah. yes, absolutely. I think you can bring those elements in intentionally, but again, just make sure that circle opens, transitions and closes, and yes. then do the next element. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like there's so much, excuse me, scope um, 
with that and you can really tailor it to suit whatever needs what would if someone's listening now and go okay right like what questions can people ask themselves to go okay is circle work for me and why is it important that you get guidance in creating this circle work i think thank you for that question um Look, my mission, my role, what I feel called to do is really redefine what circles are, to bring mm. them out to, you know, the modern world, to women, wherever they're working, living, whatever their lifestyle is, to make yeah. circles truly accessible. So when women who want to step into this role, I have a deep belief that, it, that it's a calling. I think yeah. there are women who it's really clear. And then there are women who more like me, perhaps with a corporate background, that's not kind of what we do, yeah. still get that, like that nudge, that sense, that annoying little voice that won't go away, which yeah. keeps sort of going on about circles or gathering women. And, you know, yeah. I joke with dear friends back in the day, I used to gather women, we just used to gather at the pub. You know, it was always, <laughs> it was always there, this, this desire. Yeah. And I think if you, yeah. if you have that, if it's, it's there, yeah. so... Um, I can't remember what the question was, but what questions to ask themselves. So I think that's the first one. If you're, if you're receiving that, if you've got that nudge, that wink, and then we come back to intention and drop in, do whatever your practice is to connect to your spirit, your essence and ask, you know, what is this calling? What is yeah. it that I'm, I'm being asked to step into here? What is my intention in doing this? And yeah. Again, when I'm working with women, it's, it's very unlikely, it might be, but it's very unlikely to be some incredible, big, save the world. It'll be this desire yeah. for connection. It'll be a desire to support women. It'll be a desire to see the magnificence in other women. It'll be clear and concise, and it will probably be beautifully simple. <laughs> so those are kind of the questions to ask around connecting in with yourself and then your intention. What is, yeah. what's really calling you to do this? And that yeah. desire to hold space for others. Then that, I froze there for a second. Um, you said something that I thought, hmm, it kind of sparked a, a thought for me then is you said you know when you check in it'll often be something really simple and but you're kind of expecting that I want to change the world you know yeah and that's I'm curious to hear your thoughts around that is because I find that so many of us you know with you know with online entrepreneurs and you know so many people like so many heart-centered soulful entrepreneurs really wanting to do some powerful big really needed work in the world and we want to change the world but in that i feel like we get stifled and it becomes too much you know and when we check in and you know we use our intuition in that is often it is a really simple calling, isn't it? You're like, and you kind of go, really? Is that it? You're like, really? Let's check in again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I think we do have big visions and big callings, and it doesn't take away from that. But what yeah. I find, one of the practices that I do with women is I take them on a guided journey, a guided visualization that comes through to meet the soul, meet the essence of their circle. And this, you know, I haven't met a woman yet where this has led her to go, oh no, I don't want to do that. It's been there. And when she meets that soul, that spirit, that essence, and however she appears for her, the women, as they come out of that, they're usually crying, but they're like, oh, it's like this coming home, this knowing, but the message is always simple. And it, it's around, just gather the women or they'll get a couple of words. I had a beautiful woman the other day and it was, you will take women from pain to joy. Um, this, so these little things, and when we can then build on that and the vision will blossom from that. But this process is, you know, thinking of the tree, like your roots coming up through your heart and then the growth. And I think big visions, we can, we can start to wobble. 
which we have to take one step at a time, day by day. So, you know, my first circles, and I share this with everyone because I have beautiful clients who are holding much bigger and much more um, abundant circles than my first circles. That's because they've got me as a mentor, obviously. But my (laughs) first circles were like five or six women sitting on the floor of a cafe and they were $25. You know, and if I hadn't been willing to start there just to answer that nudge was just like, just hold a circle. Like I had no no big agenda over that that has now grown and my vision is getting a little bit out of hand actually i'm going to redefine circles for the entire world but um you know just keep coming back to that yes we all have big visions and we have incredible dreams and we take it one inspired moment at a time and sometimes we have totally uninspired days where we scream and shout and hide under the covers Absolutely. And, you know, and that's okay too, right? You know, it's, we need those. I think we put so much bloody pressure on ourselves where, you know, I think these big visions sometimes can, can promote a lot of inaction and indirect unnecessary action, you know, and this pressure Mm. that we all carry around so much just because we feel like we're not doing enough, which is absolutely ridiculous. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone, we're getting lots of. So, I just want to acknowledge that you know, hey, Bronte. Um, oh, beautiful Bronte. Beautiful, yeah, we've had um, Amelia. Hello, beautiful. We've had a lot of people saying, you know, as you've been talking about the importance of intention, and um, you know, and they're giving you love and loving what you've got to say. So I just want to acknowledge <laughs> that. So thank you, everybody. Thank um, you. Thank you. You said you want to redefine circle work. Why do you feel like it needs redefining? <laughs> I think what I want to do is really honour the tradition of circles and the sacredness, yeah. um, the sacred art of circle holding. But I'm very clear that I am, this is me. This is me. I don't call myself a shaman. I don't call myself a medicine woman. I don't claim to have ancient knowledge from cultures that I haven't been brought up in. And, but what I do claim is to have an incredible capacity to hold space, which I continue to deepen. I have um, an incredible love of circle work. And I'm very grateful in a way that I that I've learned this along the way myself. And so when I'm talking about redefining circles, oh, I'm getting all serious. When I'm talking about redefining circles, it's because I have asked women, why? You know, what is it about the word circle that triggers you? What is it that makes you uncomfortable? And I think that there's a lot of um, stereotype, a lot of rumor, a lot of ideas about what circles are. And, you know, I more often, I've heard this more often than I can count, but this idea that we're in the woods running around naked um, doing weird rituals. And I'm like, oh, that's just, that's wonderful if that's what you want to do. But that's not the definition of a circle for me. Um, And I think really starting to use language intentionally really understanding what words mean for us. So what does circle mean? What does ritual mean? What does ceremony mean? What is intention? What is an altar? I mean, I often use the word centerpiece rather than altar. So I'm trying to, you know, blow it apart and redefine it. I was actually chatting, I was actually chatting to Ricky Jane earlier. And I said, you know, what I would love to do, I'm a lawyer, an ex-lawyer, and I have this vision. Oh gosh, my throat shark was having a problem with this vision. I have this vision of being able to go into like a law firm and grab all these women and take them through a circle experience and see how changing that is for them without them feeling awkward, without them feeling weird, without them feeling inadequate, that it's something that they can't participate in. So that's what I'm getting at when I want to redefine this. I want to claim it for a way that is relevant for lots of us, but I really want to honor the tradition um, but also without cultural appropriation, like, you know, I, it's important that we find a way to do this. And for every circle holder that I work with, that is what I do. I don't teach her how to hold my circles. I guide her to create her own so that it's a representation of you, your training, your experience, your life, your modalities, your cultural heritage, your religious heritage, your spiritual path. There's no one way to do this. And we need lots of circles. So let's redefine that. 
let's find it normal to have circles in corporate settings, in parliament, in our homes, in co-working centers, in yoga studios. Let's just have them everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, when you were saying before, it's a little bit random, but um, that's okay. I know you like random. So <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I do like random. When, I, when we first started, like when we, Chris, my partner and I first started, like, you know, we bought a house and, you know, everything. One thing that I was so adamant about was I did not want a rectangle dining room table because growing up I had you know the head of the table mum was at one end dad was at the other end and the kids were in the middle and I went I don't yeah. want that yeah. like I remember saying to Chris and this is before we even had kids is that I was just like I want either and we ended up with a square one but you know I said I don't want an end or a hierarchy in this it doesn't it just it doesn't feel good for me like I just don't like it and I think that's been a big lesson for me in my business journey is that you know for so long people have always said you know you got to you know be seen raise your influence you know become the guru and I'm going mm. I'm not your fucking guru like I actually have no interest in becoming a guru like no i don't want to i felt like a fraud for so long because i'm like i'm not your expert like i'm not your guru i don't think that's empowering at all in fact i think it's really disempowering so for me i'm the, exactly the same as you is go you know what like i'm a truth guide i will guide you to create your own but I have no interest in teaching you how to set up your service like mine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, absolutely. That was my... I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I love your rant. And I think that is feminine leadership, but we just mm -hmm. don't have enough models. We don't have enough examples of it. Yeah. And we're having to create a new way and learn as we go about what works. Oh, here we go. Let's come back to circles. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we have to step away from that patriarchy in, in a multitude of ways, including our dining room tables. I love that. That's a really beautiful example. Thank you. It's, um, I want like, why, why did we lose that? Why do we think that it has to be done one way? How do you think it's always been like that? Or is it something that we lost? along the way because i kind of feel like circle work was such a big part of what women when we gathered like it was such a big part of of how we lived and something that we embraced where i feel like we kind of lost that what are your <clears throat> thoughts no i i agree and you know as i'm sort of trying to research a lot more about the history and traditions of circles and, and understand where they came from and why they're so deeply embedded in us as women. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's definitely something we've lost. And when you, you know, when you go through the history, there are various times when we've lost it. I mean, I'm, I'm from the UK. And so the Celtic mythology, the Celtic history is really interesting to me. And women, yeah. women were the leaders. Yeah. Um, and things happened and I'm still diving into what happened and how that changed so dramatically that what was really and very equal societies became male dominated. Mm. Um, and then, you know, more recently, I guess we look at the witch hunts where women, it was safer to be a part. It was, you couldn't have female friends because you would be accused of witchcraft. And so, yeah. you know, we were divided. We were pitted against mm. one another. Uh, mm. you, you stayed at home. You definitely didn't gather with your women because that would have been witchcraft. Yeah. And I think there are other examples of that throughout history where for whatever reason, whatever, you know, the overarching agenda that led to patriarchy, it's, we have the, definitely, we've lost it yeah. and we can reclaim it. And that's what I find so 
exciting is because we're not, um, I said, you know, we have to, we have to redo it, but we're not reinventing from scratch. We're reclaiming a way that is natural to us. We're reclaiming something that has been part of us. We're reclaiming, you know, our cycle being 28 to 30 odd days instead of the the male 24 hour cycle. We're reclaiming the seasons. We're reclaiming our connection with the earth. And all of that for me comes back to circles. Um, the circle of life, you know, <laughs> our cycles. It's this going, you know, big, the, the, the unbrokenness of a circle, the, um, the, the, repetitive, you know, the repetitive nature of the circle. It's unbroken, it's whole. And that's what our cycles are. They repeat. So, yeah, I think it's something we've lost, but we are reclaiming it. Yeah. I want to ask you, why, why do women fear it why do women fear that circle work in my experience and the women that i have been working with um Mm. i i think most of that is subconscious fear fear from that history from that collective consciousness history um whereby doing this kind of work would lead to death And so without being, actually I am being totally melodramatic, without being melodramatic about it, I think that is it. When I work with women and we go into that subconscious level, that's where, you know, those were the the Akashic record past lives. That's what comes up. They have been killed for their beliefs. They have been killed for gathering with women. They have been jailed um, or turned out to prostitution or rejected from their families. And so at a collective consciousness level, we carry those wounds. A lot of the work that I do now with sisters is around sister wounding. So we have that collective consciousness level, but we also have current wounding. We have Mm. all harmed another woman in some way, and we have all been harmed by another woman. And for women who have been through the corporate world, they've probably experienced that in that setting. Many of us were bullied at school by other girls. We carry that with us. Um, there are obviously issues. Many of us have the mother wound. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a lot of wounding going on here. <laughs> and we can come together and start to heal those in circle. But I think that does underlie a lot of our fear, a lot of our, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking like? Not trusting. We're not sure because we've, at some level, we have learned not to trust other women. Yeah, absolutely. And we have to re again reclaim that, rebuild those relationships. Absolutely. That's even just asking that question, I instantly just felt the heaviness in my heart. I just just this oh gosh, mm. the pain that is around that space is because I honestly think that people are really scared about what's gonna come up, you know what's going to come up and what am I going to have to heal? What am I going to have to face? You know, and I think that that can be really scary. Is it important that we face Mm. it? What happens if people don't face their shit and they don't deal with it? What happens? (laughs) Small question. I think as with anything, yeah, small question. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think as with anything, when we refuse to face our, I'm so sorry, I hope I'm not interrupting you. I've got you frozen slightly, but I'm like, um, I think, you know, I used, to, it festers, doesn't it? Like we're yeah. aware of that. It's festering under the surface. We know there's something not quite right. We know we're reacting to situations in a way that we'd rather not. We know that we're not being the best version of ourselves. We know that there's something that's just keeping us in this place that we don't want to be or we have this dream and we're not, we're not going there. And that for me is what not facing your fear is about. Yes, it's damn uncomfortable. Facing our fear, looking at our shadows. There's always a shadow to everything. Looking at our own, and I think personally, looking at how I've wounded other women, that's painful work. You know, I I talk about sisterhood all the time. (laughs) And I've had to really go deep into my shadow into how I have behaved, into really developing and and deepening my understanding of sisterhood and the layers of sisterhood and how we heal Mm -hmm. those wounds. I mean, sisterhood isn't the same as friendship and, but we need to look at our own behavior and I've had to, I still, that's ongoing work, you know, I still screw up, but um, we need to face them. Otherwise they fester. 
and we don't progress. Like we're here for me, our purpose is to grow, to expand, to increase our capacity to be of service. And if we're not facing our shit, like we're just standing still at best and going backwards at worst. So don't do that. <laughs> Get uncomfortable and do it in circle. It's a safe place to do it. <laughs> and that's, that's it, right? It's because, you know, I feel like that, you know, so many of us is that, you know, we, we're taught to pretend things don't exist. Like that was my entire mm. upbringing and still very much is to this day. So, you know, someone said to me yesterday, um, they, you know, they questioned a, um, a, an update that I put, you know, about, um, you know, some of the, you know, the biggest questions, the biggest people questioning what I do are from some of my family and longest friends. Um, because, you know, when, you know, when you say things, I think it, it trick, it can trigger people, you know, um, what is my question in that? Um, there was a question there. Um, but why, and okay, how, why do we, and how do we then stop pretending that or avoiding how we really feel and what we really want? Is there a gentle way Go that we circle. can just ease it? Yeah. yeah. You need like a resource. Sorry, let me please like finish the question. Library or something on it. You know, it's you know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What was the beginning of the question? I, I'm really sorry. You broke up. No, that's all right. How and why? And how is there a gentle way that people can start to, you know, start to just be brave enough to go? Okay, right. Maybe I am strong enough to deal with my shit to okay i know this happened and i want to start to really you know have the courage to face face these fears how can women you know or anyone really you know is there a gentle way that we can actually start to unpack all of this stuff in a way that you know kind of meets them where they're at mm. I mean, you know, at the risk of repeating <laughs> my one call to action is yeah. I do believe circles are a really yeah. gentle way to meet you yeah. where you're at. The courage to attend a circle. Um, I have, you know, when I, when women come to my circles, I do a lot of encouragement and coaxing leading up to it. I remind you that there'll be all sorts of good reasons why you can't make it. <laughs> the dog yes. will eat your homework. You'll have a flat tire. A child yeah. will be sick. And this happens yeah. to women before they come to my circles over and over and over yes. again. And I remind them to recognize that that is fear manifested. Yes. So once you have pushed through that, you've, you know, there's, only you can do this. You have to commit and then you have to follow through on that commitment because to you, it is worthwhile doing. When you come to circle, that is that space where you will be met exactly where you are. And, and circle, we practice self-responsibility. We practice discernment. You are not required to share everything. You don't have to you know, unleash all of the pain, all of the wounding at your very first circle. Just by being in that space, you will be filled by the other women. You will start to deepen your own capacity to hold space for yourself so that you're willing to look at what is there. And when other women are sharing, you will have those moments where you are so triggered <laughs> and you are like, Arr! but you will also learn to honor the guidelines, to honor the space. And sit with that. And when it's your chance to share, there may be something of that that you're ready then and willing to give a voice to. Or you may do that in your journaling. You may do that in your integration process after the circle, in your self-care process after that. So circles, you know, the work starts before you come and it continues after you've left. That is another, you asked me why it's so powerful. I think that is another reason. Oh, I need to take a breath. That's another reason it's so powerful because it, it, it doesn't stop and start. The, the work reaches far wider than that. Yes. And, you know, in terms of resources, there's so many resources out there. Like, you know, if you want to do the work, 
you can find someone to work with. You can find a book that will help you take those first steps. You can find a program, a guide, a mentor, someone who will do that. For me, circles have been the most powerful way to do that work because you're not alone and it's not counseling and it's not therapy, but God, is it healing. (laughs) Oh, goddess. Goddess, is it healing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it is, and that's something that you said, it's something I'm huge on is self-responsibility. You know, that is so vital in, you know, and just acknowledging, you know, like I've started to say to my clients now is, you know, saying being aware and checking in to go, okay, you know, like when you are witnessing um, or you're or you're wanting to be witnessed, ask the question, do I actually, do I just want to be witnessed or do I want feedback, you know, and actually yes, express yes. and use your words and but check in with yourself first to see what you actually, what you're needing, you know, in that moment. So it's, yeah, as you, it's very powerful. Hey, Kai. Hey, Ronnie. Um, apart from circle work. What is turning you on at the moment? <gasps> what a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is I just went so actually, you know what's turning me on? <laughs> you know what I instantly thought of, and then I was like, oh, can I? But I have, um, my partner yes, and I can. recently <laughs> closed our cafe, our joint business, and as soon as you said, <laughs> turning you on and I was just like well he is I've got a house husband <laughs> I'm no longer doing cooking or cleaning or childcare. <laughs> like, no, that's really turning me on at the moment <laughs> it would be absolutely oh I'd be chuffed <laughs> yeah I know devoting myself to my to my work and having just having that beautiful extra time with my family that um is in a totally different role like it's yeah it's really it's really exciting it's really um it's a really good journey like yeah we've been through a lot and this time the hill's really really fun yeah now i'm getting all red Well, now that is a very big question. Physically, where to next? I'm off to Sydney and then to hold my training and then I'm relocating to the UK in October. And energetically, I hope that I will just keep, um, keep sharing the message, keep my vibration high and, and keep doing this work that I just adore so much. And in terms of that work, then where to next? Well, there's lots, there's lots coming. There will be an online version of Circle School. There's going to be a retreat um, and a train the trainers program. And there is, can I say it publicly? Oh my gosh. And there is a book. <laughs> Redefining Circles is going to be a beautiful resource so that women can access that um, easily. Oh, I've now said it out loud publicly. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's so, yes, there's lots. I've got lots, lots. <laughs> Physical yeah. moving and, yeah. yeah, just a lot of plans. But, yeah, one step at a time, one inspired step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. I want to ask you is because, you know, as, you know, I said in um, the intro today, and like when I wrote the piece about you last week, you have this effortless presence and and that is really rippling out into your service and all of your circle work and you know and people all like you know you kind of popped up and then you know people start to talk I've heard your name you know being spoken about and and RJ speaks so fondly of you and um and I'm just you know I want to ask you how you approach or 
how can someone serve in a way that is so effortless and you just get the traction by, you know, just being you and, you know, and you're serving and creating this beautiful, I want to say empire, um, but, you know, and you're being of service to the world and you're being noticed. And I want to say, you know, how, how can we do that? Mm. Um, I'm sorry, you've just made me like cry. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing that and reflecting that back as to how, how my work is being seen and, and, and witnessed. And um, I think, you know, this has been a long journey, a really long journey. I've gone from a lawyer to a food coach, a cafe owner, a self-love coach at one part. Um, and I've just, I've just kept going. And in the last 12 months, I guess, I have shifted into the term that I've used radical alignment. And really, you know, we, you talked about facing, how do we face our shit? How do we face our shadows? How do we do the work? Commitment, daily devotion, facing your fears, turning up to your devotional practices, being willing to say yes, listening to your intuition. And however terrifying that is, I've just closed a, a successful business because it doesn't feel right anymore. I've just closed my Facebook group. I'm moving to the other side of the world because I deeply re need to reconnect with my Celtic roots and understand where I came from and get back to the earth. And so for me, I, I, I'm deeply, deeply grateful and honored that that is how I'm being perceived at the moment, because I feel that I have let all of those veils fall. I'm willing to be seen. I don't feel afraid anymore. There's been a lot of work that's gone into that. And I really want to honor my mentors. Ricky Jane is one of my mentors. Sora Saria No is another one of my mentors. And, you know, these women lead the way and they allow us to not to follow, but they allow us to come with them and they cheerlead when 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 you're failing at, at being you. <laughs> yeah. And they are there to remind you that you are enough. And that is so important. Having women in your life, whether it's paid mentors or, or just support team who truly see you, even when you can't believe in yourself, that they can see. And again, it's not about validation. It's about witnessing you. It's about being able to see the true essence of you while you connect with her and holding that space for you to emerge. And that's what I feel. I, you know, I think that analogy with the butterfly, I feel like that is a process I've been through, like mushed up and allowed to <laughs> re-emerge. Yeah. And I now feel deeply aligned, radically aligned to that purpose and mission, but open to growth, open to change, you know, open to whatever comes. But now you get me and it, it's just me. There's no other persona being yeah. plastered on it is just here i am i am sarcastic i am irreverent i'm really funny <laughs> i'm an awesome <laughs> space holder and i'm you know i'm willing to own that i'm willing to own all of that and and the crappy bits of me i'm working on them but with compassion and love and you know learning more about me still doing the shadow work still meeting the fear and just hoping that in doing that it you know it's almost like a little bit of permission for somebody else to go okay i can do it my way i can do it my way yeah yeah that's you know it's just it sounds so simple doesn't it you know and it really is <laughs> it really yeah. is that simple isn't it but we just complicate it, don't we? You know, we complicate it and we question and gosh, but you know, when, you know, when you can let everything just be and in, including yourself, it's so, so, so powerful. So powerful. That's, um, yeah, it is. And we do have, I think we have to remember, we have many of us have layers of conditioning of how we should be um, from, again, we talked on, you know, sister wounds, but a lot of that from child, whether it's from childhood, first jobs, 
um, expectations in the corporate world, expectations of what a mother should be. You know, we are layered with um, conforming, with expectation, with, with trying to live up to a standard. And often when I speak to women, we don't even know what the standard is that we're trying to live yeah. up to. We just yeah. know that we're failing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, ah, that's crazy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It is. And that's it. It's because again, like we become lost in that and, but we get to a point where it's like when you have a fight with your partner or something, right. And you're still shitty with them and they're like, well, what, but you can't remember what the fight was about. You know, it's, (laughs) we become so lost in the doing that we're like, hang on a minute. What's the point? Why am I here? Like, it's yeah yeah I just you're absolutely it. right and we've be- oh we've become are you okay yes yes sorry we've I become so we're wrong. attached to the feeling aren't we yeah yeah, yeah that, like it's, we're attached to that feeling like I'm irritated and I'm angry I can't remember why yeah, <laughs> but I'm sticking with but, the feeling yeah <laughs> and that's yeah, exactly. it we're like we're conforming to something really we can't really remember bad. why but we're <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it was Ronnie asked a question. Yes, whereabouts in the UK are you moving to? Oh, I'll be based, I'll actually be based in West London to start with. That's where my parents are. And then probably out Cotswolds Way, Gloucestershire. So, cool. Awesome. I have family in Leicestershire. My dad's from Leicestershire. So there you go. Oh, yes. No, I'm sorry. Gloucestershire. I'm going the oh, other way. But yeah. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. Amelia is saying that so many layers and the circles we can gently peel away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I really want to thank you so much for your time today. It's been such a beautiful conversation. And, you know, <laughs> you know what? what I feel like we, you know, we, I said yesterday, was it yesterday? I can't even remember about, you know, I said, I'll go gentle on you, you know, and we had, I feel like we just had this beautiful, gentle conversation yet such, you know, but discussing such important work, you know, um, I just want to thank you for all of the amazing work that you're doing and how you're showing up because I love, I have a chuckle every time you take the piss out of yourself. I find it absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and, and I applaud you for not just, you know, I want to say you're not just redefining what the perception around circle work you're actually creating and giving people permission to be themselves and embrace all of their qualities you know that they have and how they show up in the world and that is really beautiful beautiful honorable important work and in that you say that you know you're completely um what am I going to say? Um, irreverent, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you absolutely are. You know, you you know, you hold yourself in reverence. You hold everybody else in reverence, and that is so important because I think the more we break the shackles of what it is to be spiritual and what we have to say, do, be, live, and preach and whatever else we do, <laughs> pray and everything else. But when we drop all of that, we, that's because that's, that's more conformity, right? You know, so now it's the conformity is that it might be different. It might be wrapped up in beautiful words, but it's still conformity. And um, you're giving people to cut through all the bullshit and all the noise. And in doing that, they find themselves. So thank you so much for everything that you do thank you thank you thank you so much and thank you for this opportunity because for me this is you know every time i get an opportunity like this i'm so nervous and yet 
as I'm speaking to you, I can feel my own passion. And every time I get the chance to speak and to share, you know, I shift into even more clarity. You know, that, that clarity comes from sharing and I realize what's really important to me. And it really helps me get my message out there and understand that it matters. And so I'm trying not to cry again. I'm an emotional sort. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate your time today. And I just, I, I love what you're doing and how you're doing it. And I think it's beautiful. And I feel really grateful that we're seeing this movement of amazing women that are serving in such a beautiful way that aren't conforming, mm. that are truth guides, yeah. that, you know, we're showing people yeah. that you don't have to manipulate, you don't have to conform, you don't have to be everywhere mm. all at once, you don't have to just scream from the rooftops because when you are, people come. And people will see you and that's the level of trust is that that takes can be really scary but so you know yeah. so important and as you say it's radical alignment right there so thank you so much and thank you yeah. to everybody watching I'm so honored and um, I invite everyone to share this episode so we can get this circle work happening and rippling out into the world and i invite everybody to check out mitley's work because the work that you do is incredible and you're traveling quite a bit with workshops and circles as well for the next was it month or couple of months before you leave so yeah yeah, but you've got yeah. Stuff so the fast. final one is sydney sydney and then yeah. back in wa but that that's it yeah. for this year yeah beautiful Thank you so much, beautiful. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I'm Renee Main and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.